It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Smith rifles that one to Mims. And that's a foot race. He's going to win. Touchdown, Baylor. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Five straight games, Anthony, where he's got a touchdown catch of over 20. That's deflected. And picked up Mosey. He'll take it in. It's a pick six and a touchdown. Bell into the middle of that line. And it's a touchdown. Big return for Crowder. 85 yards. There was contact with a quarterback and it's incomplete. They got pressure on Prescott. It was Adams who came blitzing in. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know and what? it's <laughs> the Q-inator. Oh my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the TOJ Digital Studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it's time for part two of the weekend mailbag. So for that, of course, we bring in the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at JetsInsider.com. And above all of that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbly. So let's jump right back into the mailbag. Next series of questions come in from Michael McKen. He says, what is your prediction for the first play of the season? Mine is a run behind Makai Becton. Sure, why not? Let's say a run by Le'Veon Bell behind Makai Becton. What do you think, Chris? Uh, that's, a, that, that's a good guess, but it's a little too boring for my taste. So <laughs> I, I'm just going to say they try to go 80 yards to Prashad Perryman down the field, and it, and it does not work. Next question for Michael. Do you think with how Quentin Williams is shaping his body, we might see him play more edge this season, or is he going to stay primarily inside? He's too big to play on the edge. I don't see him playing the edge at over 300 pounds. Yeah, I mean, Bell rotates some here and there probably, but that's typically what a Greg Williams likes to do, move around a little bit. But, no, nah, he, I mean, he's he's going to be an inside guy. Um he, he's, you're right. He's just too big. Uh, again, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him do, especially on like run fronts and whatever, but I, I wouldn't expect it to be a lot. Last question for Michael. Who is the most underrated player on the Jets right now? I'm going with Steve McClendon. You want to talk about a guy who you can rely on every single year, stuff the run, be a good team leader, and just an all-around solid player, especially for the price that he's being paid? No question in my mind, most underrated player on the team. All right, that's an excellent answer. You know what else I'm going to go? And I, I think your answer is better, but I don't want to give the same answer. And all right, this, this it could be some of my own bias coming in here, but I'm going to say Marcus May because I still see too many people talking about Marcus May, like he get, get him off my team type stuff. And I just don't understand where this is. I'm not saying he's among the best safeties in the league, but he's a really good safety still. And he's got a tough job uh, being that one high safety most of the time. Um, I, 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 just, I just see too much from the fan base of not respecting Marcus May at his proper ability. This, again, is not me saying he's an elite safety, but people act like he doesn't even belong on the team. Next question comes in from Jets Joe seventy three. By the way, Joe, congratulations on your wife's pregnancy. So happy for you. That is awesome. He asks, "What is your favorite PlayStation game of all time?" I honestly don't really play a lot of video games, so this is a bad question for me. Chris, you got an answer? Oh yeah, I got the answer to that question for me is Red Dead Redemption two. 
I've actually just started it for the third time. I I beat it twice and I resisted doing it at the start of this pandemic because I was like, I already beat it twice, but now I got sucked in and I'm back. I am all the way back. Uh, The last Grand Theft Auto probably held the the title beforehand, uh, but just the gameplay and graphics and everything with Red Dead Redemption 2. I mean, they're basically the same game. It's just the Red Dead Redemption 2 takes place in Wild Wild West days. But that that's the best game that I've ever played on PlayStation. Yeah, I don't play too much of the game games. Um, I Most of it is sports games. I'll play for an hour every now and then and then stop. Um, I, I don't even like Madden anymore. It drives me nuts. I did, I did start getting into 2K finally, um, and I play a lot of FIFA. But Red Dead Redemption 2 is the answer for me, and that's going to be the answer until the new Grand Theft Auto comes out, which will probably uh, supplant it. Joe also asks, what will the weather be like for the Thursday night game against the Broncos? Got to keep the pregnant wife happy. I understand, Joe. I wish I could look that far into the future. This is more of a question from my buddy Ed Valley from Empire Weather. But for your sake, Joe, I'm going to say that it's 65 degrees and sunny. And so your wife should be able to sit outside, relax, and you can sit inside and watch the Jets game. That sounds like a good answer, right, Chris? Um, no, that sounds like a terrible answer because uh, I'm going the opposite. I'm going <laughs> snow. I want snow. Uh, I, I don't remember when they're playing, so I don't know if it's possible for it to happen, but I want snow. I love football in the snow. But, yeah, I'm just, I'm just disappointed because the, they have these this road trips, and they're going out to Denver. They're going out to Seattle. They're going out to California. I wanted to make these road trips this year, and I don't think that's going to be happening. Uh, so I'm just upset in general that I don't get to go to those places this year. I was all geared up and ready for it. But give me snow. I want snow. Poor guy wants to keep his pregnant wife happy, and selfish Chris has to say he wants snow. He's trying to yeah, have a I fun mean, time with yeah. his wife. Come on, man. I mean, congrats on the baby and all, but, you know, you're going to be inside anyway. So it'll be nice to say, and we'll get some football with snow on the ground. (laughs) While sports can bring us so much joy, it can also bring us a lot of unwanted stress. And that stress can make it difficult to concentrate, relax, and get decent sleep. Sunday Scaries was launched in 2017 by two best friends and business partners, Bo Schmidt and Mike Sill. They operated a full-service bar with 50 employees and were always exhausted. They tried all kinds of products, but they didn't work. Then they started experimenting with CBD. They loved the effects and regained control of their days and nights, but they wanted better CBD products. So what they did for themselves was specially formulate CBD gummies with vitamins D3 and B12 that were super consumable, easy to take on the go, and effective. Long story short, their specially formulated CBD products and vitamins helped relieve the overwhelming angst they felt on a daily basis. So in July 2017, they named the company Sunday Scaries and began sharing their products with friends and launched their online store at sundayscaries.com. With tens of thousands of customers, monthly subscribers, and a 100% money-back guarantee, Sunday Scaries has always been on a mission to transform a worrisome nation into a chill one. And right now, we have a bonus for you. Get 25% off all products at sundayscaries.com when you use the code OVERTIME. Again, 25% off all products at sundayscaries.com when you use the code OVERTIME. 
Hey guys, this is Greg Peterson, host of the podcast Hooping with Hoops. Despite the fact that college basketball is in the offseason, it's never too early to get a jump start on taking a look at these teams because there is now 357 of them for the upcoming 2020-2021 college basketball season. I'm going to give you guys a deep dive on every last one of them, keep up with all the transfers in college basketball, and so much more. You are able to subscribe to Hooping with Hoops on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, Greg Peterson here with the Baseball Betting Podcast. As we know, the MLB season is back in our lives. It's going to be a 60-game sprint unlike anything that we've ever seen before. And I'm going to be giving you picks every single day, seven days a week with Major League Baseball. We're also going to be keeping up with the KBO as well. If you like baseball and you like being able to make some money, subscribe to the Baseball Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Next up, Chris, I thought we could have a little bit of fun. I asked people to share some of their favorite under-the-radar TV shows that we could discuss and that people could consider binging. Our buddy Clayton Smarslock from Coast to Coast Scouting chimed in first. He threw out New Girl, which sounds weird that it would be under the radar because it was on Fox, but it really was. I liked that show a lot. I thought Zoe Deschanel's description of being quote-unquote adorkable was cool. But to me, the one that really shone on that show was Lamar Morris as Winston. You and I were talking about this before we started recording, Chris. When he first came on the show after Damon Waynes Jr. left for Happy Endings, and by the way, he later returned, but when he first came on the show to replace Damon Waynes Jr., he was sort of like a regular dude, but a little on the odd side. And then as the show continued, he got progressively weirder and weirder and weirder, but he got more awesome as he got weirder. And Lamorne Morris did such a great job of portraying that character in a sympathetic and hilarious light that if you haven't seen this show, it's worth it really just to see our boy Winnie the Bish. Yeah, I, I'm a big new girl fan. It's, you know, I, I agree with you. My impulse would be, but I also, I've tried to talk with people so many times uh, about it and no one I know ever seems to know what it is or has even heard of it. Um, but I, it's it's silly. It's ridiculous. It's nonsense, but it is really funny. Um, and yeah, uh, Winston Bishop, uh, he, he got progressively weirder and weirder and I loved it. You know, we we've talked about a lot of our our own because uh, I I think Justified would qualify there, but we've talked about that enough times. A show that used to be on that I absolutely love, and I'm not the biggest sci-fi person, but this is very sci-fi, uh, different dimensions, parallel universes, uh, time tra- travel stuff. But show Fringe. Um, was just exceptional. The uh, John Noble plays uh, Dr. Walter Bishop in it, and his character is just amazing. And then uh, Pacey from Dawson's Creek is in it. Um, I, I forget <laughs> his, his actual name, but it's a really good show. It's uh, it's out there, but it, it's pretty – it's good and funny, keeps you entertained. Uh, it get first season's a little uh, – they start doing, you know, it's like a – what they call monster of the week type of thing. But then it turns into more of a full show where it's not just standalone episodes. Uh, as far as comedies, I'll go with um, uh, happy endings. Happy endings was just a, a great show. It's just one of those shows that gets better. The more you watch it, 
because it's just a bunch of one-liners, just one after another. And you're so busy laughing from one of them that you miss like the next seven of them. Um, it, it's, it's a really funny show. So happy endings. Uh, Damon Wayne's juniors and Alicia Cuthbert's in it. Uh, I forget the other girl's name. Uh, I forget her name. I'm going to mess it up if I try, but that is a very, very good show. And a tie to New Girl, because as we said, Damon Wayans Jr. left New Girl early on to go star in Happy Endings. And then when that show ended, he came back to New Girl. And by the way, if you've never seen Damon Wayans Jr., holy cow, does he look exactly like his father. It's absolutely uncanny. Voice, too. His look and voice. Uh, he is hilarious. He is very, very funny. I will watch him in anything. No question. He's a chip off the old block. I'm going to go through a couple more of these and we'll comment on the ones that we've seen and know. Here's one from Tommy Griffin Krantz. At the time, I wouldn't have said it was under the radar, but I think historically it's kind of gone under the radar a little bit. Quantum Leap. I loved Quantum Leap, one of my all-time favorite shows. And the thing that I thought was interesting about it was, A, it was interesting. B, it was sci-fi, but it didn't really feel like sci-fi. And see the acting that had to be done on a weekly basis by Scott Bakula was absolutely off the charts incredible because he was essentially playing a different character every single week on the show. If you're unfamiliar with it, it was on NBC for years. And the premise was that Scott Bakula played this scientist named Sam Beckett who had developed a way to time travel. But the problem was when he jumped in, he was supposed to have a mechanism that would bring him back after he would be done with his mission, but it didn't work. So he would just keep leaping from historical situation to historical situation not knowing when he would ever return home and the other thing about it was that every time he would leap his memory would get Swiss cheese so he wouldn't remember anything that had happened in the past and he had trouble even remembering parts of his own past and Dean Stockwell did an outstanding job as Al who was the only guy that he could really communicate with to figure out what he was there to do because he had a mission he just didn't know what it was and the computer would figure it out Dean Stockwell was great as Al who was a real wisecracker but he would show up in hologram form love that show I should probably go back and watch a bunch of the episodes Chris did you ever get into Quantum Leap? I never did get into Quantum Leap. Uh, it does you br- bring up Scott Bakula. That reminds me of the show, uh, the show Chuck, which is uh, another kind of stupid show, but it's uh, it's entertaining. It's it's kind of psychish, and as far it's not quite as funny, but uh, it's it's the same type of vein where it's a uh, you know a silly premise about a, a a guy who gets like a super computer transferred into his head and he becomes a spy, but Scott Bakula ends up coming into play and they make a bunch of uh, quantum leap references throughout it. So that just reminded me of that show too. Some more here. Joe Heldman says supernatural struggle meals, avatar, the last airbender sons of anarchy. That's a show that I've been meaning to watch, but never got into stargate SG one full metal alchemist. I've never seen any of these shows, to be honest. 90 Day Fiance, my brother loves that one, but I've never seen it. Drake and Josh, I enjoyed that when I was a kid. And then Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot was a weird show because I liked it at first, then it just got way too strange for me. And then at the very end, I jumped back in because a bunch of people told me that it got good in the final season. So I ended up watching the first couple of seasons, jumping out, and then jumping back in for the end of the final season. So overall, I thought it was okay. What'd you think of that list, Chris? Any that you liked? There's a. I haven't seen most of the stuff on there. Uh, Mr. Robot. I saw the first season and liked it. 
And then I, w- I uh, just didn't get to the second season. And then by the time I was getting ready to, people told me not to bother. So I didn't. Uh, I really, really enjoyed Sons of Anarchy. It, it definitely tails off in the later seasons. It's one of those shows that just tries – and it's great. This strategy is great for the first three or four seasons. It, it just – you know, a lot of shows do a slow build up to stuff. Not Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy is just one crazy over the top thing after another. And then you think, oh, oh, they're gonna and this will be a relaxing episode. Nope, they come back with some more stuff. But it got so he did so much with it that at, at a certain point it just it, it couldn't come back from it. Um, but it is uh, I would highly recommend watching that show especially the first like three or four seasons were just really entertaining. Um, But yeah, the rest of those shows I haven't really seen. Peter Sawyer says the missing. I've never seen that inevitable trade says Fauda. You can watch with subtitles and not the dubbing. It forces you to keep your eyes on the screen. I've never heard of it, but I'll check it out. NYPD blue. I watched it, but I wouldn't really say that that was an under the radar show. That was a super popular show. So I wouldn't really classify that. The Politician, The Assassination of Gianni Versace, Hollywood, and Waco. That's from Matty Trainer. I really want to see Waco. Everybody's been telling me to check that out. Matt Pasco says Broadchurch and Luther. Ooh, the BBC shows. I loved Luther. I've been meaning to check out Broadchurch, but I never saw it. Dead to Me, Parks and Rec. Chris, you and I have talked about that one and the great Ron Swanson. Mindhunters. Any of these stick out to you? Obviously, besides Parks and Rec, there's no reason that anybody who listens to this podcast would think that you wouldn't recommend Parks and Rec. Yeah, Parks and Rec is is my goat show. Um, I'm all about that. Uh, Luther, I thought, was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's about it from that list. I, I haven't seen much, but Luther is exceptional. Jordan Lewis says The Outsider, based on a Stephen King novel, never seen it. Channel Zero, don't know that one either, says only if you really like mind-bending horrors. You saw both of those, Chris? No, just um, uh, The Outsider. The Outsider was really good. I, I The ending, it fell apart right at the end for me, but that tends to happen with uh, me with horror movies <laughs> or horror TV shows. Chris Sinello says, Person of Interest, love that show. And that's another one that's kind of like New Girl. It was on for a bunch of seasons on network television on CBS, but I never thought that it was mainstream, super popular, really liked it, and it was way ahead of its time with the whole idea of the government having machines to snoop on people from pretty much anywhere and everywhere. Jim Caviezel was great as Reese. Michael Emerson, who everybody knows as Benjamin Linus from Lost, he was terrific in there as Harold Finch as well. Chris, you and I joked about this before we started recording. If you liked Lost, the Harold Finch character was basically a non-evil version of Ben Linus on Person of Interest. And then Taraji Henson, absolutely love her. And Sarah Shahi as well. You can't go wrong with either of those two. They're very easy on the eyes. Let's just be honest about it. Great actresses as well. I know you like Person of Interest too, right? Yeah, I was a big Person of Interest fan. I I was uh, joking about it with you before, but uh, I I remember vividly watching. I, I think I was watching a, a it was football games, maybe basketball, and but seeing the commercials for it and um, before it came on and being like, what's this? And then I was like, oh, some surveillance state stuff with Ben Linus in it? Yeah, I'm sold. 
And, and that was all I know, knew. That's all I needed to know, and I was all the way there. But then throw in some Taraji P. Henson, and I'm staying because I will watch anything with Taraji. I agree with you on Taraji Henson. Nothing else needs to be said. Vikings on Hulu says Jets Juggernaut. I haven't seen that, but I've heard good things. Another vote for the missing from Butchie O'Dwyer. I guess I'm going to have to check this show out. Ian Steiner also says Faudo, which was the one we talked about before with the subtitles. May have to look into that. Banshee, I've heard of it, but never seen it. What We Do in the Shadows. That was recommended by a couple of people. I'm not sure what it's about, but I'm going to have to look up that show as well. Sneaky Pete. A couple of people have said that one too. Impractical Jokers. This was a particular favorite of the late, great Alan Schechter. He always used to text me and say, turn on Impractical Jokers. It's late, but you got to see it. It's really hilarious. And it would always be a situation where I wasn't near TV and then he would get upset and say, you got to set the DVR. You can't miss it. It's a great show. So every time I hear of Impractical Jokers, I think of Alan and I remember the good conversations we used to have about that and many other things. Chris, any of those shows stand out to you? You watch any of those? Vikings Vikings was great. Again, that's another show kind of fell apart towards the end. Uh, but the first couple of seasons of that show is excellent. Just absolutely excellent. Um, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think that's pretty much the the only one there that I was uh, really big on. But that the first two or three seasons of that show were excellent. JP Waxer says, psych, we've talked about that. David Vale says, justified, we've certainly talked about that as well. Jack Ojo says the Americans. I like the Americans a lot. It had its ups and downs, but overall, I thought it was a really strong show and it was something different. You weren't sure what to expect when it started, but they had a really clear plan and path for the characters. And I thought that the ending was really good. And for the most part, the show itself was pretty well structured and the storylines were pretty good and the characters developed as well. Yeah, I, I was I like the Americans too. Uh, you know, Margot Martindale, absolutely anything with her, sign me up. But uh, I like that. It's a good show. Um, it, it it was interesting. It was definitely something different. Uh, it definitely had its ups and downs. There was some stretches where I was like, yeah, okay, I don't know. But if, I think that's also one of those shows I would have preferred if I I watched it live week by week. I think I would have liked it even more if I could have just binged it. That's going to wrap up part two of the weekend mailbag. Don't forget to follow Chris on Twitter at CNimbly and at Jets Insider. Read his very big deal work over at JetsInsider.com. If you haven't given the show a five-star review on iTunes yet, if you could do that for us, we'd really appreciate it. It's an easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. It doesn't cost you any money. It doesn't take you much time, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could do that for us, we would be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts, you know where to go. That's Turn on the Jets Digital and turnonthejets.com.